We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, the show that is celebrating the big 5-0, or 5-0, however you want to say that. Either way, each episode we check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one that feels incredibly lucky to be doing this show, and I'm joined by the one who was the brains behind this operation and still is. It's Jin. Hello. Wait, you didn't like my note that I put in there? No? You didn't You didn't like my original joke? Nope. Oh, see, what's funny <laughs> is I copied the show notes from like the last week. So I thought that was like the last episode's intro because I'd actually, I actually didn't really read what you put in there because I was just like, oh, crap. I didn't like do update my little intro thingy. Um, so I didn't read what you wrote. Well, I said uh, something I'm, about you making your own intro. Yeah, I'm the person who writes his own intro jokes and fails to make it funny. <laughs> and then I ruined it by deleting it. So it's, it's cool. that's a thing that has happened. It's, it's Episode happened. fifty. Hi, it's great. Hello. Hey, hey, hi, hi. But wait, but wait. There's more. There we is. thought that in order to there is there's this true there there is I know right. I thought there was so, a person on this line that was just going to sit there silently this entire time. It's going to be a, well if you let me if you let me do his <laughs> intro. He's just the poor guy's just waiting <laughs> <laughs> because of our shenanigans. Um, hey, so we that in order to properly celebrate episode fifty, we need to bring in more epicness to the show. You know, we're we're all right, but sometimes you just need a little extra oomph. You know, he brings the fury, he brings the metal, he brings the big sword. It's berserker. You know, I've been on a lot of top flight productions. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's great to it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, that was the best. It's great having you here. Yep. Thank you for joining our shenanigans and oh all these God. things. I I feel so honored that you finally got around to me uh, after forty nine other episodes of watching every other random entity from the Warcraft universe, janitors, <laughs> garbage men, like dude that you met at the store, like, hey, can you guest host with me? And I'm out here going, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm, I'm just sitting here with my microphone ready, waiting to jump into some, and, and thank God, thank Odin and his fiery beard that you finally got to me. So I'm, I'm so happy to be here for the big 5-0. This is a big one. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, so uh, I don't want to hold this show up anymore because we've got important things to talk about. Well, see, we were just saving you for when we really needed, like, the big guns. I appreciate that. So here's I the problem. That. Is we hadn't actually gotten around to describing Odin and why he had the beard and all that. See, if you listen to the last episode, you know Ragnaros melted his face. So, this, hey, we brought you in just in time so you can make that joke. And it works. Oh, yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what, that's what happened. Topical mm-hmm. and handsome. I bring the full package. <laughs> <laughs> you do. It's true. <laughs> so speaking of bringing the full package for a random transition. Hey, Berserker, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> I've been on vacation. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've long talked about 
on Unshackled Fury is making sure that, you know, if you need to take a little time and space to do your own thing, like you really got to do that uh, for your own for your own well-being and uh, being a parent and a working person and a spouse. There's a lot of things going on in the summertime and it is just it's too much. And then there's this. There's this this Fakakta D and D game that also goes on every once in a while that takes up uh, a good evening of my life as well, which I super enjoy and I'm so lucky to be a part of. And I keep waiting for one day to be disinvited. But until that happens, <laughs> uh, it it takes up uh, more of my time. So I just need a little break. So I, I did uh, drop an episode what midway of June, but uh, well. <clears throat> Your boy here got some alpha access, so now I gotta come back. Yeah, uh, or, you do. Or else the powers that be are gonna be like, why did we give this person anything and it will never happen again because they don't <laughs> do anything with this like the other schmoes. And uh, yeah, so I will be I will be coming back, but enjoying enjoying the heat here in Northern California and uh, watching all the alpha access unfold and trying to survive these. These times in which we live. These times. Kid Lord, these friggin' blazing hot <laughs> times. It's the worst. It's true. Heart goes out, it's true. Heart goes out to the European folks, because uh, I know y'all ain't built for what we deal with on a near-daily basis from, I don't know, what the months of June to October it feels like now, because uh, in case you hadn't got the memo, global warming is real. It's real. <laughs> it's happening. In case you hadn't noticed, you can deny it all you want. But there are runways melting in the UK, so I don't know what to do with that. Anyway, I know this is not a political show, and I'm sorry, I'm hijacking the whole thing. You, you got listeners that are like, good. they're fast forwarding, like, who the fuck is this guy? Why did you bring? I see why you didn't bring him on earlier because this is this is the worst episode yet. There's not going to be a 51 <laughs> or the best episode Canceled. yet. That's all right. I mean, what is it? We we already had one review where they're like, he's so political, and then I. You know, I'll purposely just rubbed it in their face the following episode. So, there you yeah, go. <laughs> don't have opinions on your own show. Oh What's wrong goodness. with you? Opinions on my own show <laughs> where literally anyone and their mom can like go make their own podcast. Yeah, go make your own podcast, buddy. There you go. That's my, that's my opinion. That's right. <laughs> there you Cougar go. Cast is good too, bro. <laughs> What the heck happened to your camera there? Oh, no. <laughs> the camera has opinions, apparently. Camera has run away from the face. This is all, fantastic. All of a sudden, we just see, like, Berserker's, like, nose up on this camera for some reason. Hello. <laughs> well, you two talk while I uh, jimmy-rig this deal. You, you jimmy-rig Ray. Meanwhile, Jin... <laughs> What have you been up to besides laughing at Berserker's camera? <laughs> um, wow. I don't even remember anymore. This, this beautiful <laughs> face staring at me like, what's going on there, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> That's the thing. I wish, see, I wish people could see this. This is this, this, this the magic of technology. You'll never get to experience this. But <laughs> Wow. There's so many emotes happening here for Twitch and nobody knows it. <laughs> Take a screenshot of this. This is too good. <laughs> Uh, no, what, what have I been up to? Um, well, as of today, literally today, I officially got alpha access too. So, have hey! I played it? No. Have I looked at other people playing it and been a little jealous? Also, no. 
because uh, I'm very busy at work. And so we're just going to say, yep, I'm very busy. It's very hot. I'm kind of melting right now. Um, but hey, that's okay. Because, uh, you know, come December 15th, it might cool down. So, yeah, that's, that's the way it works around <laughs> yeah, Something California. to look forward to. <laughs> We're only five months away from the end of the heat. Yay. So, yippee skippy. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, um, no clue what I've been up to. Really not much. Um, it's been a blur of work and um, and that's about it. Yeah. That really is about it. I'm sorry to disappoint with my my poor stories of nothing interesting happening because my life has been very uninteresting lately. So there you go. That's 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 the sad sad story of the past two weeks. So rather than me crying and going on about my miserable existence of working a lot, Allie, how have you been? What you been up to? Hmm? Well, Raid is working and pushing and trying to get AOTC. Before that, that timeline's up. We, we're we're making okay progress. We've got a pretty good handle on phase one. Phase two, we're 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 getting a handle on it. We touched phase three once with like two people alive. Um, so we'll work on that some more this week, and hopefully get a little more progress and get it done in time. If we don't. It's not the end of the world, but. It would, it would be nice. It'd be nice. And other than that, I too got alpha access on Thursday. But then on Friday, I had guildies come into town. And they were here. Actually, they're still here. They're not leaving until tomorrow morning. But um, so we, we like Friday night was like finishing like cleaning up and, you know, making things all nice for them and everything. And then the weekend was non-stop of driving around and taking them all to all the like the touristy places and you know a couple game nights multiple game nights <laughs> and um other shenanigans that I won't get into here on this podcast but um it was a lot of fun it was really busy but it was totally worth it and considering we don't have a BlizzCon that kind of thing this year it was really nice to see some guildies and actually just hang out and have fun and and all that so because of that I have not touched alpha because then yesterday, I even like took the day off yesterday to be with them some more. We took a day trip to the mountains. It was lovely. Tonight, I'm here. Tomorrow, I'm raiding. So after raid, as soon as raid's over tomorrow, going to Alpha. It's going to be great. I'm going to try to bring my stream back this upcoming Sunday and do more Alpha with it because I haven't streamed since March. So um, things, all these things, it's, it's good things. Yes. It's a lot of things. Oh, I did it's forget to say, we did get AOTC over there at the Tempermaw Tavern, so yay. Yeah, you did. AOTC, oh, that's congratulations. Did. Yep. The jailer. That's, listen, that's no that's no small feat. This no, this expansion, not. this tier, it's been, this has been a brutal run, so. Yeah, it has. That's off to you. Yeah, I noticed. I mean, they really de-nippled him before we got in there. Like, there was a. It's true. He true. was. He was all sorts of much easier by the time we managed to him because they were they just took that nerf bat and beat the ever loving shit out that guy because <laughs> there was all these mechanics where even DBM was saying knockback and I'm like hey no I, there's no knockback <laughs> what are you talking about this right back so yeah yeah we we beat him on the, uh, the easy mode but hey that's cool that's cool you so got the AOTC I got a little yeah I get oh I got flying mechanical spider thing. It's pretty sweet. 
I like it. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yep. All and right. we played D&D, all three of us. Oh, we did. We did. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's that true. was fun. I forgot about that. That was a good time. What did we do? That was a good time. I don't remember what we did. It killed me. Almost. Well, that, yeah, happened. that happens almost every time. <laughs> Got close. Got close. <laughs> Got close. What was it? Uh, no, that was Beans, actually. That was Beans where I was like, what's your max hit points? Okay, you're not actually just dead dead. You're just unconscious. <laughs> I knock true. a guy to the ground, give everybody a chance to go ham, and everybody misses, and then I... I Go know, I was having some oh. reverse rolls and I hated it. I'm like, oh. no. Ah. It was a great. Yeah, Allie, you were swinging with your battle axe plus one and every single time you missed that, that stupid thing. My offhand was more productive than this special axe I have. And I'm like, what the F is happening? <laughs> I was angry. I wanted to put my digital dice into jail yeah. and I couldn't. Yeah. I was so particularly your freaking husband sniper frog over there losing his crap every single time you missed <laughs> yeah that's about right oh man it was fantastic <laughs> it's like you know hey it fits with the character you just you weren't used to that weapon yet it was you still get used to it it made sense sure sure let's say that hey so nothing about rng and luck and stuff sometimes yeah, the dice tell that. a better story than we could i'm just saying it's, it's just the way it goes with dnd <laughs> Right. True. Right. Yeah. It's true. All right. All right. Well. Well. Hey. What? What? Hey. Hey. We we got bumper to play. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. That's new. Still. I mean, it's only been one episode. It's so only far. the second episode. Yeah. It's only the second episode we're using it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good it's one. Good. It's good. I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess this is brewed. Kinda. Uh. We're distilled. Distilled. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. That's yeah, better. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So in honor of Berserker joining us for this episode, we asked him, you know, hey, what should we drink? And hey, Berserker, what are we drinking? We are drinking pure Americana itself in the form of bourbon. It's true. Because this is a special occasion. And, uh, you know, we could have gone with uh, a shitty Cosmo <laughs> or like some kind of frou-frou chi-chi. You know, maybe a Mai Tai if we were really feeling good. <laughs> but there is nothing, nothing that beats a nice bourbon in a, in a, what do I got here? A Waterford crystal glass with my. It's beautiful looking. Thank you. It's, I only bust this out maybe twice a year. So you guys, Ooh. you guys are the, uh, the lucky recipients of that. And then also I'll show you in the photo in the chat here. That is my dodecahedron ice ball. Uh, that was in here. Beautiful. Uh, that did melt. So in honor of our of our lovely D and D game, I wanted to pull out all the stops and celebrate your big show. <laughs> and we had to do it with a proper drink, not proper twelve, because that stuff is crap. But a real drink, <laughs> real drink, bourbon, bourbon. Uh, people who've listened to my show know the trials and tribulations I've been through to find a top shelf bourbon. Uh, that is not what I have in my glass today. I have like a you know. <laughs> Working man's bourbon, but you know what? It all what, what does. What do you have? I mean, what, what do you have? This is just Maker's Mark. Just Me uh, too. Good old Maker's hey, Mark. Solid cheers. as it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. Uh, you know, well. people that people that know that I've tried to find blends in the past, don't buy it from China. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that episode. It was funny as crap. Because <laughs> you will not get Blantons. You will get a knockoff bottle that is empty. Uh-huh. <laughs> You see, I remember I, that. I, I went to the fancy store because I was like, I was like, hey, Berserker, you may not be my wits is drinking yet. 
And he's like, uh, bourbon. <laughs> and I was like, that is that is exactly how he said it too, folks. Yeah. It, it, that's exactly it. what it sounded like in the car. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that voice. It, yep, pretty much. So, hey, uh, Mister Berserker, <laughs> what are you drinking there? <laughs> it's almost like the dude from uh, Family Guy. I haven't seen the paper boy in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your muscly arm back here. <laughs> 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 I will that's yep that, that adds whole new level to that voice of Jin's mm-hmm. and that's good call there Berserker good call yes <laughs> see if I were to show this to you if you weren't a bourbon connoisseur like you may be you'd be like oh that looks fancy see I got the the Winchester the double Winchester oak. yes I'll tell you right now it ain't fancy <laughs> I thought like, you were going fancy, pinky out and everything. I mean, it, it's it looks fancy if you didn't know crap about bourbon. <laughs> was the price double digits? It, yeah, it was, it was like 25 bucks. Was, okay, well, yeah, so that's it, good. It's, it's good to go. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I was looking around. I mean, they, yeah, they were like, yeah, this is pretty good. This is like the number one seller. And I'm like, yeah, because it's cheap as crap. So it's <laughs> and you have it. It's in stock. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I was I was this close because I actually like I listened to another um so I listened to another podcast Cognitive Dissonance and they uh, on their live streams they they try different bourbons but what they did is they have these uh, like oak charred spirals that they dropped into the the same mash Ooh. I think like what do they call same mash bill or same mash barrel whatever um, mm. where it's like if you add these curls to it it'll like make it taste like, oh, this is a good bourbon now. And apparently it worked for some of them, but for not all of them. Um, And one of them that was just the name of it was so funny. I was this close to buying it, but the only bottle they had was like a freaking freaking giant ass jug because it was called Old Granddad. And I'm like, oh, oh, I want to try it so bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a classic. I did not get Old Granddad, though. I got the Winchester. I was very close. You have some disappointed listeners out there, but then again, they're probably the same ones that were hoping I was going to say Kiwi Strawberry Mad Dog. So, you know, <laughs> it's alright. Uh, well, well, um, so, um, I guess that covers what we're drinking. It does. It does. It does. Oh, I was going to say we're got maybe kid news, but no, I have this thing no. that I'm supposed to do. No, it's your turn. Okay, yeah. hey everybody, it's my turn. <laughs> Alright, there's your drum roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody do you like supporting shows that talk about hobbies and interests that you also are into and talk like the guy from Family Guy uh, <laughs> do you find yourself talking back to the host out loud and listening to your car while riding on the train or like melting in Europe or something like that alright well if you answered yes to any of those questions stay tuned until the end of the show you can find out how you can keep the show and our ridiculousness going well, anyway, uh, it's time for some, as we like to call it, ABK news. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? <laughs> <laughs> so Jin just made this bumper and didn't tell us about it. And when, you know, pre-show, we're kind of getting all ourselves all together and stuff. He's all like shenanigans over there, like working on something secretive, make sure we don't hear it. And that 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 was that was good. That was it. That mm-hmm. is the eternal question, though. It is true. How can we, honestly? It's, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. So, we do have some ABK news. 
Uh, actually, I got two bits of news. One of them is actually not on these notes because I just read it today. Uh, but first up, on July 21st, which is going to be a few days after this episode is being recorded, which means by the time you hear it, if you're a patron, it's already happened. But the workers of ABK are doing another work walkout. This time it's to call out gender inequity and demand change. So sure, ABK has made some changes, but they still have a ways to go since the employees have to do another walkout in order to bring attention to these issues. So I have a list here of what they're walking for and what their basically their demands are. So they're asking for all ABK employees to have the option to choose fully remote work for positions which are impossible to operate outside of physical office, such as facilities. Employees must have the option to relocate to an office in a safe, safe state or country. All ABK employees currently residing in locations passing discriminatory legislation, blah, 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 words are hard, must be offered relocation assistance to a safe state or country. Third, ABK must provide a cost of living adjustments to the compensation of employees who relocate to a safe state or country to avoid discriminatory legislation. ABK must ensure that our health insurance partner continues to cover transgender and reproductive health care, including abortion. For employees that must travel to receive this life-saving health care, ABK must travel all travel cover all travel expenses. Fifth, management must immediately trans- and transparently enact plans to allow relocation from locations which are passing anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ+, or any other de- demonstrably discriminatory legislation. There's a lot of words in here. They're very long words. Employees must be included in the audit slash report request by shareholders to make sure that our sexual harassment audit was conducted fairly and exhaustively. ABK leadership must agree to hold regular meetings with members of the worker-led committee against sex and gender discrimination. And lastly, ABK must sign a labor neutrality agreement like Microsoft did recently so that we can freely organize our workplace and bargain for concessions like this and a legally binding contract. That sounds makes sense to me. So, right. Yeah. Just saying. I'm good with it. As I say, do it. Do it, ABK. Do it. Do it. Right. So, Wish them all the best. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, I mean, some of these I, I see ABK begrudgingly doing. Some of them I can see ABK saying no. Um, but at the same time, there's the cynical part of me is like, ABK is going to do Jack. So, you know, we'll just, we'll see what happens, but hopefully their voices are heard because, you know, these are important things. Um, just like uh, last time, there was a Go, GoFundMe link to support the employees who are fighting the good fight and risking their jobs. And that link's actually still active. And there's another walkout. So we'll put a link in the show notes for those who are interested in helping them out. Um, because, you know, I think... It's good to support them. And it feels better to support them than corporate ABK. So, but I just read today, Blizzard Albany, which actually used to be Vicarious Visions. I always forget the Visions part of that. I don't know why. But they are actually also working on their own unionization, which is great. I believe they're going through the same company that the QA Raven folks did as well, which is great. And, of course, management are not going to actually voluntarily recognize the union, which they didn't last Thursday. So, and again, it is, is their QA people. There's 20 QA people who filed for union with the National Labor Relations Board. So we'll see what comes from that. Um, hopefully, ABK pulls their head out of their butt and, you know, be better. And I think it's great that they're unionizing and more people need to do it because this is ridiculous. Totally agree. 
Well, good luck to uh, all those at uh, Blizzard Albany, because it sounds like they're going to need it. Because it seems like these jackasses will pull out all the stops to try and, you know, what was that friggin', you know, Brian Boitano? What would Brian Boitano do? Whatever, whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was a, the song. <laughs> Brian Boitano <laughs> was, I mean, he was a figure skater. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, yeah. Uh, it's the jackass that's like some, I don't friggin' know, he used to work on Brian Bulletow? Yeah, that's the one. Where he's like, <laughs> hey guys, unions are bad, okay? I don't know what's with the South Park in my brain right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, they're just like sending out like the, the like they are just always toeing the line of what is legal and illegal, where it's like, this isn't an illegal email, but I am telling you right now, you probably should not unionize because it's bad and it hurts our bottom line. Yep. So. That's really it's what I care it's about. it's a long road to hoe, and they're not gonna move unless they absolutely have to. I mean, obviously, yep. they're not interested in unionizing, right? The the big corporate partners, they're not really interested in it. And you know, I've, I've talked about this a little bit elsewhere, in because it cuts both ways. I don't know. I might get in trouble for saying this on your show. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you're gonna get <laughs> Go you're gonna it. get that next negative review. Um, the thing about unions, the thing about unions is <laughs> it, it can it, it can cut a couple of ways, right? Where base level, you're looking for worker protections. It is well documented that there is a lot of heinous shit going on over at Activision Blizzard King, right? They've had all of these very legitimate lawsuits and accusations and findings. I mean, it's 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 all bad. So clearly there is a lot there that needs to change. And so at a base level, right, unions providing worker protection, workers, management, everybody understands what everybody's roles are, where the lines of delineation between actions are like that. That is all great stuff. The real challenge, if you are either in a union or managing people who are in a union, is that it kind of depends on where the pendulum swings and how far it swings. I know some people are like, yeah, workers' rights, ah, let's go. Ah. All right, <laughs> let's do it, right? Let's 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 do that. Well, on the flip side, and I'm saying this from my own personal experience, I'm not exaggerating. What happens when you have employees that go AWOL for days at a time and work's not getting done and you have deadlines to meet, but they are protected by very deep union protections, right? Those are things that can happen when that pendulum swings too far. And that's what companies like that are afraid of. And so they will fight tooth and nail, send every attorney, right, to to block that, to blunt that. Be like, well, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Well, if you're, you know, treating everybody like shit, it probably can't get a whole lot worse. So it it is it is all about balance. And that is, I know when I look at all of this stuff on my own, I, I hope that they are able to you know, find strength in their unionizing, but they also have to be very careful about where that balance line ends up landing. Cause you think you got delays now? Well, we'll see. Yeah. Could go both ways. I was going to say, I actually uh, work uh, specifically, not, not me specifically. I, I work with some people that are, that are unionized and, and, and I do see the, the good and the bad. I absolutely mm-hmm. see the good and the bad. There, there's, there's, there's upsides and downsides to everything. So, if you're going to talk about the 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 worker, um, you know, the worker protections, that 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 right there absolutely needs to be there. And if the company isn't right. providing it, this it's really the only way that you can you can get it for yourself. Yep. Yep. So, 
Yeah. If you're not working for a company that is legitimately looking out for its its employees and you have this heinous crap going on, you kind of just expect this to happen. And it's like <laughs> you brought it on yourself. Exactly. So exactly. You brought it on yourself. <laughs> um, yep. So that is that's the reason why I am I am now officially 100 percent rooting for them. And if it and if you're like worried about delays, I'm like, I would I would rather so much rather play a game that took six months longer to get out than to one day wake up in the middle of a July and think, wow, can I even play this game anymore? So it's true. So, yeah, that's where I've fallen on it. So and I, I totally get it because now, yeah, yeah I, I've 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 seen the good and the bad. And then also, like, if you want to get really political, I also know the ridiculousness that police unions uh, can get get away with sometimes. And you just go, wow, that's that's not good. <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah, you you don't you don't want people being subjected to the kinds of things that they've been subjected to. And I think that any of us that are around this sphere of influence, right there is there is full force push get that unionization going get those workers rights protected right all that kind of stuff um but it's going to be a slog it's going to be a battle and it's going to take time and i hope that people can sustain the energy and that's i think the hardest part like kind of outside like we don't work for blizzard right we're not there we don't know what they're doing but outside of it right there's that big push when a big article comes out people like oh yeah fight the man all right well then Two months later, are you still feeling that same passion, that same energy? Are you still getting behind it? So that's why a great show like this, Live, Laugh, Lore, who continues to fight the good fight and putting the news out there, this is why you got to listen to this show and keep listening to this show. Yeah, because we don't sugarcoat it either. Well, I mean, we might sugar. There might be a little sugar on it. I like, I like a sugared rim just, with my little, little sugar. Drops. I'm just saying. Ooh, nice. <laughs> a sugared rim. <laughs> We're really going after dark now. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm just going to bite my tongue. I'm just going to. I'm just going to. No, I'll lose it. Anyways. You're gonna, you're uh, that's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I needed that. <laughs> What an appropriate transition be... from where we were just were. Great, great. Happens gonna... all the time around here. <laughs> yep, sure does. Because my brain lives in the gutter. So we're just going to move on to our main topic. Of what oh, main, what main topics. Oh, crap. Oh, bumper. that one. We're doing a bumper. I'm like deep into this bourbon already. This is going to be a great 5-0. I'm just saying. What you talking about? 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 I don't know. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so many things. So many things. So first off. We have a berserker here being episode 15, having a special guest means we have a couple of different topics this episode and we want to talk about that special guest because some of you might know berserker from the freaking Austin podcast on Chaka Fury. Some of you may know him as that kick-ass pally with Jin's D&D campaign that, you know, I fought alongside and um, failed to save him if he dies because I'm failing, you know, and rolling and failing. It's great. Um I have a hard time believing that anyone listening to this show doesn't know who you are, Berserker. But in case they don't, can you tell us about your show that will be coming back at some point in the future? Nobody knows who I am. I mean, the only people who know who I am are other other podcasters. I think that's the only people who (laughs) listen to my show are other podcasters because they're like, well, I want to make sure I know what not to do. And then we'll (laughs) go from there. Hey, now. Because, uh. Hey, no, I've just, watched my subscription numbers, and uh, yeah, thanks to you guys and my mom, I almost have double digits. It's getting so close after six years. Like I feel like I'm almost there. One a year, we're going to make it. But 
for the for the for the thousands in attendance and for the millions listening at home uh, to this fine program. Uh, Unshackled Fury is my World of Warcraft podcast that I've been doing since October of 2015. So I've seen some things and had some opinions on uh, the show over that time. Many of them wrong and uh, and and well rebutted. Uh, but some of them have been right. I've been I've been very happy about that as well. But I uh, had a had a solo portion years ago, and then I had a co-host Navox uh, for a number of years. A fellow warrior, uh, being a, a warrior myself, uh, the two of us kind of just raging and going nuts and doing our thing in a warrior way it was a lot of fun. And then uh, Nav, you know, like a lot of people, decided that it was time to step away. It had been too much and not fulfilling enough. So uh, for the last, I don't know, the last, not quite a year, but a good portion of time, I've been doing the solo gig uh, once again. And really anything and everything is on the table on my podcast. There isn't anything that's too taboo. Um, Anybody, anything, anything that's going on, it's all fair game in my opinion. I try to sort of look at the landscape from the sort of every, what they say, every man, you know, just the, the layman view of things, not somebody who is an influencer, even though I did get in the initial wave of Alpha Access, which is like a freaking unbelievable phenomenon and will never happen again. And I feel like I've suddenly got to <laughs> another table at the, you know, I was at the Bud Light table at the VIP club <laughs> for like a long time. First it was Amstel Light. And then I finally got my way up to the Bud Light table and now I've actually had dinner at the Crystal table, and I didn't really know what to do with myself. And so if you imagine that scene out of Blues Brothers where they're trying to kick them out, like that's pretty much what I'm sure is happening right now because the Asmongolds and Taliesin and Evatels of the world who don't know who I am, but if they did, they would be like, who the f*** is this guy? Why is this person in here? Have you seen his Twitter following? He doesn't have 500 people. We have tens of hundreds of thousands of people who hang on our every living word. Who is this? <laughs> anyway, that's a flavor of kind of what goes on over there. It's just it's just madness, and I'll I'll talk about anything and everything, and I try to try to take as fair a view as I can, um, because when I first started doing this podcast, I don't know. I guess I can say all this stuff at this time. And nobody's listening anyway. You know, there was uh, you know, like converts a raid. You know, it was one of the big ones. The instance, uh, another one of the big ones. A couple that have fallen by the wayside. There's a few others still around. Starting zone, but with a different host. Um, and, and some other things. And I just, I don't know. I felt like at that time, granted, it was Warlords of Tranor, so it was a weird time. I felt like it was just, I don't know. The podcast landscape was missing something. I thought I had something to bring. And a lot of it was just noise, but I brought it anyway. And I've been around ever since. So uh, lots of opinion items. And I like to talk about the news. I don't watch the news. Try to stay as topical as I can. And, you know, for the most part, I try to be fair, but I do, you know, stick my foot in my mouth sometimes. But at the end of the day, I hope you at least had a little bit of fun. And that's that's the whole thing is, is the world out there is horrible and awful. And I know I need a break from it from time to time. And I hope to give other folks, you know, an hour out of their day where they're just, you know, doing some dailies or screwing around and listening to some guy yammer on and at least, you know, make them laugh a couple of times. So. Uh, if you've never heard of it, which judging by my attendance, you haven't, come check out Unshackled Fury, found anywhere you can get your podcast. And I am also uh, part of what is now known 
as Bonus Roll Productions, previously known as Warcraft Radio. Uh, they uh, Those brave souls decided it was time for a rebrand. And uh, that's what we're doing now. So it's a whole it's a whole new thing folding in folks, not just from Warcraft, uh, but from other places as well uh, outside of course the, the the Blizzard universe and even like Elder Scrolls and uh, Final Fantasy, which we've lost a lot of people to Final Fantasy. So uh, big tent over there. Appreciate what they're doing. Hardworking folks. My God, you should see the crap they're so doing hard. for Alpha. They, uh, it's it's crazy. Like I know only because of like. You know, once I follow on Twitter and because, you know, my show was part of the, the radio stream for a while, like I have an, I just a glimpse of like how hard these people work. And it's it, it, it's it's not like they're making tons of money from this. Like they're just putting in like none so Less much than. time. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like it's like, costing money and they I work can, their butts off. I can pull up the discord right now and it is popping off because we got a new alpha build today and they're talking about. What videos are we going to do and who's going to do what and what's this script going to look like? And I'm back here going, what the fuck? I'll do some VO, but I have no it's voiceover for you people. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, you know, do some of that, but I don't know anything about script writing or doing any of this. other. I mean, it is truly a, a, a group effort and a lot of hard work from uh, Ketra, who's running the place now. Uh, Manny, uh, true villain Manny from... Uh, um, for Azeroth, uh, he's you know real big uh, there in terms of uh, management and making things run and doing stuff. Uh, other folks you've never heard of, uh, but they're out there and they're working hard and, and trying to put out good content. And hopefully, people will enjoy, especially now early in the alpha, where a lot of people don't have access. Trying to get access, right? Trying to show you what zones are looking like or what new trees are going, and uh, get you up to speed as best as uh, as can be done. So. Uh, yeah, great group, hardworking folks over there, and I'm very lucky that they <laughs> decided to return my phone call. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I just got one thing to, to follow up with all this. As, as you know, you're trying to go over, it seems like only podcasters listen to Unshackle Fury, right? And I can say, nay, nay. I've been listening to Unshackle Fury before I even had a podcast of my own because I don't know if you know this. I've been a warrior since like 2008 and I played no other class. So th- I just want to first of all say thank you for bringing the warrior point of view to uh, the podcasting. You know. My man, you're welcome. Thank you. Like, Because that's the thing. You probably at least understand this. When you leveled a warrior, because you, you started around right around the same time I, I did, a BC, where it's like. That's right. You leveled your warrior and you were like, that was such a slog. You're like, there is no way I'm ever doing that again. Why nope. would I ever alt? What is an alt? That is, yep. that is, that is a psycho man's game. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, that is all I, that's all I, that's all I do. That's all I just do that. So finally, uh, I would just like to point out as someone who decided to, just recently, I just thought this would be fun because I wanted to take a little page out of your own book because I, I loved the, the interview that you did with, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was from the the Windows uh, dude from the Microsoft. Right? Jez Corden from yes. Windows Central. Fan, Windows fantastic Central. interview, absolutely so fantastic interview. So yeah. I, I just wanted to like just at least give you give you a little taste of what it must have been like on the receiving <laughs> end of that. Thank you, appreciate so, that. So here we go. Uh, in your not even in your first episode, in your introduction to the show, mm-hmm. you were raging specifically yes. about Brewfest. Yes. <laughs> so, 
I have yes, a question. I did. Do you still have the same feelings about the beer goggles as you did back then? They are a cheap excuse that should never have been brought into the game because <laughs> if you want to see the thing, you got to drink the drink. You, there are no shortcuts in life. There should not be any shortcuts in Warcraft unless it makes my leveling easier. And this has nothing to do with leveling. This is about people catering to the liberal media and <laughs> trying to, you know, just make it so anyone can do it when you should have to drink the drink to see the pink elephants because that's how they did it in my time. That's how they should keep on doing it. Right, I'm glad I asked wow. that question. Wow. Next up. <laughs> next up. In, in episode one, you had another rage portion because obviously rage portions, it's, it's kind of a staple. Yeah. So you talked about specifically the BlizzCon Q&A panel. And this was back in the day when they had a wow specific one where it wasn't just yes. the Q&A all encompassing. Yes. This was the World of Warcraft Q&A panel. Well, I'm just saying you and I are 100% in agreement to what that monstrosity <laughs> was. <laughs> it's back in the day. I don't know if you all remember this. I'm sure you do. If you still listen to a podcast on World of Warcraft, you remember this crap. It was, hi, everybody. Hi, I'm so-and-so from the Manoros server. Shout out to my guild. I'm like, Would you shout Nobody out? cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody cares about your guild or where you're from or what you... Nobody cares about any of that stuff. Like, just shut up. Ask your question because there are like 50 other people behind you trying to ask these jackassy questions. And there's good, bound to be one good one in there, but they're never going to get to it while you're like... So yeah, I uh, I play a rogue and I'm on a dead server, but I want to know why, why aren't my nether weave bags selling for more on the auction house? Nobody cares. <laughs> Go jump in deep fire chasm or whatever. Don't come back. Yeah, because it, 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 it did seem like back in the day, every single one was like, oh, uh, ghost crawler said I was gonna get a moose. Where's my moose? <laughs> like, it's one thing if you have an inside joke, right? Like, that we as part of the community, like, we get the thing with Ghost Crawler and Nerf Bats and Paladins and stuff from, like, way back in the day, right? But it's it's the question that only pertains to, like, three people out of three million. And those are the ones that always drove me the most. I'm like, think about a wide-ranging question, right? Those are, the, those are the good questions. Those are the people that hopefully are going to bring... Uh, happiness to the masses by you you think about it think about it. everybody listen to this think about this situation for a second you are at blizzcon the holiest of the holies i mean it's it's like going to vatican city for a catholic right you are you are at blizzcon you you are in Magical. front of Magical. the people right it's like having the pope answer questions <laughs> about the things right and you got them there and you could ask him any question with the big hats and the whole deal and you can ask them any question. You can have them unlock the deepest secrets of the Warcraft universe. And instead, you're asking them about ingredients for cooking recipes, right? It's like, come on, man. Like, you could ask them anything. And it was, well, why can't we get a fourth spec? Why do you think? Why do you think? Take It's like I asked my son. Think about this question before you ask. <laughs> can you answer this question for yourself first, right? It, it blew my mind, but at the same time, listen, these are our people, and this is what we do. We waste good opportunities, and that's all right, because <laughs> I love these folks nonetheless, 
And uh, it's because of that that we now have pre-selected questions for Talias and Evatel to to ask <laughs> that are, you know, uh, thoroughly cleaned and washed so the unwashed masses don't have any of their fingerprints on them. And that's okay. You know, pre-approved questions. Listen, any of us who've been close to the government know how it works. You know, you gotta, you gotta be strong with your answers. Um, so you don't look like a complete doof because how many questions have they asked where next year the red shirt guy comes up and just schools them on something and they can't have that happen. They can't. <laughs> Can't do it. It's true. Can't do it. All right. And my final note that I wanted to bring up, my final note is uh, I was listening to uh, your your discussion and your talk because again, this is World of War. This is Warlords of Draenor time frame when this first came up. God. And you talked about how a certain warrior king better not die in Legion. Mm-hmm. I just would like to mm-hmm. express my condolences. I'm just. I'd like to say as a you know as a personal I, fan. I myself, knew then. I knew then. I knew then because it, 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 the spoiler had already hit, but I had to I had to say my piece anyway because killing off Varian Wren is a is a wound is a deep cut that I will probably never recover from. It's in service to the story of Anduin, which I get and I I'm I'm with it. And now that we know more about Afrazi Abi just wanting holy shit moments but having no idea how to follow them up, it really makes sense yep. now that they were like, oh yeah, we'll just have him die in a super brutal way that you're just gonna have horde players make fun of you forever now. And you'd be like, uh-huh, I snorted some dust. I mean, I saw some dust on my countertop and it was varying. <laughs> like, I gotta put up with that now forever. It's okay. It's all right. You know, I had my run. I love my boy. I miss him. I miss him dearly when he showed up. And this is no lie. I'm a uh, listen. I'm a 41 year old man, and I cried when I saw that damn cinematic where he comes down and puts his hand on Anduin. And I didn't care so much about the other guy. I mean, it's great and all, but I mean to see you know <laughs> to see Vary in there, and I I'm like, he's okay. Hmm? He's yeah, listen. Sorrowfangs are badass. I'm not going to take that away from him. I just I'm just a pure alliance, so I don't really care. But I mean, just to see him and know that he's okay. That's that's my thing, right? Like. In a universe where you know that there is an afterlife, you want to know that your beloved characters are okay. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's, yeah. it's like a dad thing, right? Like I want to know that the things I care about, like the people I care about, are okay. Like are you in this sphere? And um, I feel like I feel like he's probably okay. I think his soul is somehow intertwined with Charlemagne, and I'm all right with that. That's all cool. right. So my takeaway from all this is that uh, you are very susceptible to the jailer's whispers. Just like mm-hmm. Sylvanas was when she found out that you weren't going to get to spend time with your family, you weren't going to know. So awesome! That's that's what that's my takeaway from this. Was right. I'm very susceptible. That's what my <laughs> that's what my cult leader said too. <laughs> all right, on with the show. That just I just needed to add that in there because I just thought that was too much fun. Beautiful. You know, Love it. Right? You know, I was like, I ran out of podcasts. So I was like, you know what? Zerg is coming on this show. I'm gonna listen to episode one. Listen to my old shitty episode. Yes. Hey, hey. I will. I will admit the music is better now, but the show is still good. Thank you, thank you. I paid for the music I have now. That probably you makes did. a difference. Oh, it's yeah. That the I will admit. I I, I don't I don't. I, this is just a, a confession for me. So I listen to all my podcasts at one point five speed. If you listen to the music to freaking uh, Unshackled Fury at one point five speed, this is it's like the most epic metal shit you've ever heard in your life. True. It's 1.8 over here, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. God bless King Kong. 
uh, help me come up with that music. Uh, uh-huh. Stellar guitar player. He uh, works for Blizzard from time to time doing some music. And he and I hooked up uh, years ago. Just kind of happened to bump into each other. And uh, if you ever if you ever need anything music-wise, at King Kong, go hook that brother up because he's, he's amazing. Fantastic. He is. All right. Well, Allie, it's back well. to you. <laughs> Should we should we move on to some nine two five story stuff? Absolutely. Let's do that. Okay. Cause here's the thing. Nine two five came out a while ago. But we've spent the last many episodes discussing some of the various dragon aspects and their flights, as you might know if you are listening to this right now. We even touched on the Titans last week and their role in the creation of the dragon aspects. So we're gonna take a bit of a break from that and talk about the happenings of nine two five since we haven't yet. So first up. I actually really want to touch on this whole Anduin conversation with Sylvanas and the Maw. Because at the end of the Sylvanas book, spoilers if you haven't finished it by now and you Sorry, managed Ashley. to not be spoiled this far. Hurry up. Sorry, Ashley. Uh, we read about how Sylvanas was in the Maw working on her, you know, fulfilling her punishment when she heard the clanking of armor behind her. We're all like, oh my God, it's Anduin. And so we get a cinematic from 925, which actually picks up right there. And we're going to listen to that right here because I want I want to talk about this for a moment. All right, let's do it. Why are you here, Anduin? Your kingdom and your friends are awaiting your return. My friends, the ones I almost killed, they believe my hands are clean, but they don't feel clean. It is perilous to confuse what you are made to do with what you choose to do. How can I not when it all blurs together? It was so horrific and exhilarating. And it sickens me to think that satisfaction may have been mine. Ah, so that's why you've come. You fear you might not be who you thought you were. I'm starting to wonder if I ever knew. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid that if I call on the light, it won't answer. If I have no trust in myself, how can I expect my kingdom to trust me? To put their faith in me when mine has faltered. Must you bear that weight? A king does not have a choice. No choice? I thought you believed in free will. (laughs) I need time to think about many things. Anduin, I have faced who I was and accepted what I've done. Now, the work begins. Yes, it does. Farewell, Sylvanas Windrunner. Until our paths cross again. Farewell, little lion. That's quite interesting. So it is, it is. Like I know for me personally, when you know, she had the clean game armor in the book, and we're like, oh my god, it's gonna be Anduin. In my mind, I'm all over here thinking that 
Anduin's going to help Savannah and work with her to clear all the souls. And they're going to do, you know, some kind of buddy cop movie and like help each other out and bond and, you know, whatever. And then at the end of the cinematic, he just like walks off on his own into the mall to do his own thing. And I'm like, on one hand, it makes sense. On the other hand, I did not expect that. And so first off, I have a, I have a couple of different thoughts about this cinematic, but I want to know what you two thought about the whole fact that he walked off into the mall himself instead of staying with Sylvanas. Like, what were you... Did you expect that? Did you not expect that? What do you two think? All right. Oh, you're giving it to the guest. Well, that's some dangerous shit considering the last 20 minutes I just wasted. <laughs> um, I did not expect it. I, like you, I thought he was going to spend some time doing down there because he feels right. like he too has a penance. Right? But a lot of this... A lot of this is about, I think anyway, what it's worth. Anduin has what I think a lot of us have in our minds is what we think people expect us to be versus who are we really, right? There's, you know, we talk about how there is a version of you that everybody knows, but you're the only person that really knows yourself, right? There's people like, you know, you people know me from a podcast, but you don't know me from work. Right. People from work know me how I am at work. Anduin thinks that he has this version of himself that he has to be to be a king, which, in my estimation, is somebody who is very measured, very controlled, very, you know, very holy. You know, his connection with the light is very devout, all of these things. But kind of to touch back on earlier, and this is always where my mind goes, well, you're still very in sun. There is a wolf inside of you that's got to get out. You want to tear some shit up. And you've had to be so controlled. And on top of that, you're like 20. And you've had to rule a kingdom. And you've had to fight wars. And you've had to watch all of these horrible, brutal things happen in front of your eyes. And so there's all of these expectations versus there's all of this trauma. Like, he's a pretty messed up kid. And so it, it's almost like he needs to go on this vision quest kind of thing. Where he's got to go walk off into the desert and go find out who he is. And then, you know, come back with a badass Captain America beard. And then everybody goes, woo! <laughs> and then, you know, he's all sexy pants, um, which, I, you know, listen, I'm here for. Let it rip. Um, but he's he's clearly in a state of distress that is of the kind that nobody he knows can help him. And he really can only help himself. And we know from spoiler alert, the previous book is that he's touching the void at some point because he's got little voidy tendrils things happening. And so there's that, oh, is that that darker part that wants to get out and play? And is that bad? Because we have people that are in, you know, theoretically the good side of things that do play with that void and they aren't all succumb to the madness and the darkness, even though I don't know an argument could be made either way. Um, but to watch him walk off, it wasn't what I expected, but it makes sense to me in a way that that's yeah. what the character needs to figure out who who in the hell he is as a young adult and to now also take him off the board and have us focus on what's coming in the next expansion, which is about a bunch of new places and new adventures. And let's, let's, let's take a break from a lot of that stuff for a while and then bring him back when it's impactful and it's sexy beard time. Sexy beard time. You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, he had a sexy beard in that Legion comic, so it makes sense. And that's yes, what did. he did. Yeah. So my kind of main takeaway from that, hey, yeah, I, I think you hit on a lot of the, the stuff there, Berserker, is Anduin has a, a an opinion and or the way he sees himself is I have to be 
X, right? I have to be holier than thou because I am the king. I have to be the best. I have to be everything. I have to be a holy priest, right? But then the shadow starts creeping in, right? The shadow starts, you know, little shadowy tendrils, right? And then the jailer dominates him. And he even said it himself. He's like, he's like, I kind of felt good, right? I was like, I'm glad I didn't kill my friends. But I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy a little bit of some of that. So what I think Anduin has been missing from himself, exact same thing. If we're going to tell the, tell a very similar story to what a variant was telling, but in a different light. So it still works is he is missing balance, right? He had to be the peacekeeper. He had to be the best of the best. He had to be everything. And what? He was 12, 13 back in the day when he was the one doing all these shows of like, ah, I know what's going on. Hey, dad, I'm going to be the first one to sit down in this peace meeting. And everyone's going to like laugh and like, oh, he knows. <laughs> right. And then when he's 18, he's having to decide to send all these people off to war for, you know, the, the, the good fight. Right. Uh, back in battle for Azeroth. Well, he's like he's 18. I will admit, I got married at 18, but oh my God, I can tell you, I was, I was a kid. Like the fact that they allowed that, like the, the state was like, that's cool. I was a kid. <laughs> I will admit <laughs> it worked out. Everybody, don't worry. It's, it's still good. Going, going almost 20 years now. Still working. But yeah, there's a lot of learning that had to go on between then and now. And he, yeah, he, like, like he said, he's 20. So and, and the thing I like the, the, the most is that um, <laughs> Sylvana's got to finally play the role of the the like the one that knows what's going on role. Because the last time they had a similar conversation, he was the one saying, look around you. Do you see who you've allied yourself with? And his, she's like, oh, well, I, I kind of got the blinders on. I'm not really paying attention to that right now. You know, it's for the, for the good of everything or Whatever. Like, we're just going to ignore who this jailer is. Right. right no, she's the one that was like, goes, gets to go. <laughs> I thought, I thought you would believed in free will there, buddy. Right. So I like that particular part where Sylvanas is the one that's like, hey, where you're at right now, I've been there. It sucks. It's almost like, it's almost like she's the therapist for the moment where she's like the therapist that got to, you know, she hit rock bottom, worked her way up, decided to go get a degree. Now she's now she's helping people out. Right. And and she's she's just like looks at him is like, hey, check it out, man. Now the work begins. Right. Just because you've escaped the trauma, the work begins. Right. Because that's kind of how like from from my personal understanding, I, I haven't attended. But I also know that from everyone that I've spoken to just that one flashbulb light moment of getting out of the trauma and getting away. No, now you have to deal with the years of the trauma and it's like, no, the work begins now. Like, like, like she said. And yeah, for a silly little video game, they're, they're touching on some really, some pretty uh, impactful, <laughs> some, you know, moments and things like that. So that's, I think I, that's why I like this uh, scene so much is it for the one, for for the first time in a long time, Sylvanas is actually the cool character that we all thought she was. Because when she was all senior psychopath jailer, we were like, what is going on with her? Like, this is this is, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what's with the where'd all that go? Where'd all the cool Sylvanas go? And now 
And now she's kind of back, which I'm like, sweet. Yeah. Welcome back, Sabatas. I'll see you in like two or three expansions. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I I also thought about the whole, you know, when he's talking about how, oh, I kind of liked it. It's like, that's your shadow priest talking. So I'm really curious to know how that's all going to play out eventually. Because speaking as someone who is a holy priest main, who usually has to do the healing and whatnot, sometimes I feel really damn good of freaking stab something. So I, I <laughs> kind of wonder like if he's going to actually like maybe embrace more of the shadow side, maybe go more of a disc priest thing where he does a little bit of light and a little bit of shadow and he enjoys both. Who knows? So I think that'll be really curious to see. And yeah, like you guys were saying, like it, it does make a lot of sense that he's, he's going off to do some soul searching because after everything he's been through, like trauma is trauma's a bitch. Tra- I wasn't going to say that, but yes, yes, it really is. Um, and it's exhausting and draining and, you, it's important to take that time to to process and work through what you need to work through. I did not think he was going to do it by walking off into the mall by himself, but here we are, and I wish him the best of luck. Hey, I, I could do it. <laughs> I never grouped up with anyone in the mall, and I was fine. So Anduin is like, he's a priest and a warrior, and a, he's not got exactly a paladin, but I don't know. He'll be fine. He's like some crazy multi-class <laughs> thing. He'll be great. It's true. It's true. Any other thoughts on this before we move on to the next bit of storyline? How long do you think they'll keep him on the shelf? One expansion. Think he'll be the the Cadgar? Come in, come in maybe at the end with a quick something. They'll set up for the next. I think he is going to be not as obviously ridiculously long drawn out long con that they pulled, but I think he is going to be the Turalian of 11.0. where he's not going to be anywhere to be seen. And then at like 11-1 or or like something where he'll suddenly show up and just be like, oh, it's freaking Anduin. And and like he said, he'll have his sexy man beard and you'll be like, damn, Anduin, what's going on? It's like when Daddy's home. (laughs) It's like when (laughs) Rathian showed up with the (laughs) sexy ass beard and the whole freaking internet went sploosh. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Maybe he comes in to save Rathion, and then finally, finally, relationships can bloom. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> there are so many options on the table. Exactly. It's true. It's true. Yeah, but it does feel like they're going to keep him out for a while. So, see, I've gone back and forth between somewhere middle, you know, eleven dot something. Then there's probably this, like maybe in the trailer, in the, like the cinematic trailer, they show like. BlizzCon something or other, the Microsoft version of BlizzCon at, you know, when they're introducing the next expansion after Dragonflight, it'll be this big like, oh my god, it's Anduin. Come tell us about the Cosmic Disco War and stuff. That'd be bad. And I don't it's know. your kids, Marty. It's your kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. exactly. They're going void. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel like that's the next one, right? Light. I mean, I know we're skipping over like a whole expansion that hasn't even happened, but you know, the, that light void showdown, like Anduin would be the perfect crux of that. So yeah. it's true. It's it's true. Anyway. It does feel like they're setting them up for like an 11.0 thing because it's like the light, the void, the light, the void, they're kind of the same thing because it's like the light is thing, but the void is not a thing. And it's just like, well, but it's like, it's a, it's a, but when they when they bump at uglies, 
they make beautiful things because that's the that's the creation of all the universe. So because when they clash together, be- beauty happens, and that's and I think that's where Andrew was gonna be like, hey, check it out. When you get light and voided, you go pop 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 and put it together. Mm. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Just like that. You clearly just never like had that. to explain sex to your child. <laughs> I have a kid, so. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, I have not. But I can well, tell I you right I now. Well, I wish I could have gotten away with that for the talk. But <laughs> 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 sometimes, when the light and the void bump uglies, <laughs> beautiful pop, things can pop, happen. Pop. I, I would have taken that a million times over the awkward look I got trying to explain the deal. Oh my goodness! I gotta write that down. <laughs> It's like, listen, listen oh here, there, son. So, so we're gonna we're gonna say you're the void. We're gonna you're, you're the void. You have some a tendril. People, some people would say you're the light because you're like, oh, oh, you're going into the void. No, 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 no. You're the void. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna leave it there. <laughs> well, you made it fifty shows, and uh, you know that was a hell of a run, honestly. <laughs> It's cool. It's cool. I've always wanted to be canceled in my life. It's, it's you know, this is how it's going to happen. It's what I do. <laughs> my abs are currently very sore from trying not to bust out laughing over you guys. You're allowed to laugh. It it's fine. It's laugh. It's, it's good. It helps. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Can't even right now. All right. We're, we're going to move on. We got, we got more stuff to get to. Before Allie's everything breaks. All I'm right. a berserker because he said bourbon. Yep. <laughs> I could have been sober and dying right now. It's fine. Right, Anyways, cool. next up, we have the Gift of Hope cinematic. We get summoned to talk to the Winter Queen. There we see Sarah, Hart, Tyrande, and Chandris. And we get this cinematic. And I'm going to drink more. Oh, world quest herself. Winter Queen. WQ. You get it. Tyrande Whisperwind, you came to my realm in pursuit of justice. Did you find it? I came here seeking vengeance. But within these groves, and by the light of Elun, I found something I feared lost. Hope. And thanks to that choice, a sister's bond, once broken, has been mended. This tear was born of sorrow. Now it shall become a vessel of renewal. These souls were saved from the darkness of the moon. Unto them I have offered eternal tranquility in the bowels of Ardenville. They have chosen instead to become part of a new beginning for their kin. This seed embodies the cycle of death and life. I offer it to you, Tyrande Whisperwind. 
May it bring your people happiness and peace. On behalf of all the Kaldori, I thank you. Undo Falador. I'll do Falador yourself there, Tyrande. I don't right. know what that means. It means, hold on. Wait, wait. Wait, you know what that it means? It means, let the balance be restored. Oh. Boom. And do Falador. Boom. Sweet. I must say that. Nice. I like that. That's why you listen to a lore show, folks. <laughs> Allie looks stuff up and writes it down. It's great. Because I forget it if I don't. So, <laughs> a couple different things from this whole cinematic and the storyline just really quick if you stick around for the cinematic we learn that officially and i have to say this because yasera is my girl yasera is bound to ardenwield she can't leave it without great sacrifice which we all kind of figured at this point but then she says if a loon wills it i will soar through azeroth skies once again one day do we think this could be foreshadowing absolutely mm-hmm. yes yeah this this is like hey um, it's gonna be a real big sacrifice to get me going, and that's like, like, like literally everyone was like, "Where do I sign? Like, what, what, how much? Like, mm-hmm. let's do it! Like, come on, you, Sarah, you're like, you're, you're our girl. It's like Forrest and Jenny. Like, Forrest would give up anything for Jenny, right? It's like peas and carrots. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm gonna keep going. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like where did that even? Where did you pull? No, never mind. I don't know where you wanted. Where you pulled that from? Continue. Like continue. peanut butter and jelly. That makes more sense. Where did it's like steak and, Jenny and sizzle. Because okay, because I said Yasera's our girl. All right. You're my girl. And at one point, okay, so let me let's let's work it backwards. That's where we're at. So I said Yasera is our girl, right? And that reminded me of of that and. And it also makes sense because I recently watched A League of Their Own because it was free on Amazon Prime. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. This is a great movie. I like A League of Their Own. Great it's fantastic because yeah. there's yeah. no crying Good. in baseball. There is no crying in baseball. It's true. Right? So, uh, yeah. And then, obviously, I've seen Forrest Gump about a bajillion times because I've been to the Bubba Gump. You know, we've all been to Bubba Gump at least once in our life. Right. So, and they got that playing there all the time. And, you know, you just know that it goes together like peas and carrots. So, I mean, Azeroth and Ysera, it's like peas and carrots. I mean, you can't have Azeroth without Ysera. So, uh, I mean, Melithra or whatever, she's great and all. She's great, but she's no Ysera. That's, that's all I'm saying. So, is it foreshadowing? Yes. Foreshadowing? Foreshadowing? I don't know. <laughs> I can't talk. Mm-hmm. She's coming back. That's all I'm saying. 11.0, 10.0, yep. I don't know. She's coming back. Or shadowing yep yeah if they drop that without actually following up on that i mean like oh they're that, told, yeah that's some afraziabi level shit right there like you can't just you know drop that casually and walk away which hopefully this is the kind of thing like this whole situation with the seed and all that tear and all that jazz is that you have to kind of take Shadowlands for what it was, what it is, and just sort of make peace with it. Like, it's not all going to line up perfect. It's not all going to make sense. It's not all going to resolve in the way that is satisfactorily along all lines. But hopefully from this point on, like 925 on, the story beats that they are dropping in front of us, that these are things that they are intentionally working on or have planned out or have some follow-up to it. Maybe it's not going to be what we think it is, but it'll be something. But I, I have a hard time believing 
that they say some stuff about you, Sarah being on Azeroth, and there's not some way. Now, what is that great cost? Well, probably not going to be good. I don't know what, but it'll be obvious, whatever it is. So, yeah, that was a very, fun. very purposeful line. It had to very, been. Yeah. very purposeful. Speaking of the, the tier, right? So the Winter Queen explains that the seed, you know, the one she gave to Rhonda, buys a circle of life and death, and it's a promise that the death of the Night Elves and Teldrassil will come to life, blah, blah, blah. Souls of the Night Elves saved from the Ma have chosen to become a part of the new beginning for their kin. And then Tyrande, she pushes her head against the seed in the video. If you listen closely, you can hear a faint heartbeat. So then Tyrande says her whole undo follow door line, which again says let the balance be restored. And a lot of the people in the community believe that this means that the tear can be used to grow a new world tree. Ysera even says she knows, quote, of a place that can be protected, but dot dot dot. It has been so long. Could she have been hinting to Dragon Isles? Yes. I think Ysera was hinting at the Dragon Isles. Will it grow a new world tree? I don't know. That seemed more of a druidy thing than the Winter Queen and a Loon thing. I don't know. We'll see. Fair. Fair. But, but, I absolutely do think that she was going to be like, eh, it's going to be on the Dragon Isles. Yeah, I do think it's going to be something on the Dragon Isles. Because two reasons why. Two reasons why. Number one, because Ysera said, there's a place that I remember, but damn, it's been a long time, like 10,000 years. <laughs> Yeah, so number totally one. Totally her voice, too. Mm-hmm. It is. She's spot on. <laughs> spot on. <laughs> Should be the voice spot actor. On. Give me a call, Blizzard. Just let me know. I will do it. All right. And then the next reason why, the next reason why is because, have you seen how big the freaking Dragon Isles is? It's big. It's big. So they got some room. They get, they, they're like, hey, Night Elves, you go over there in that corner and you'll be fine. Don't even disrupt the place. So, yeah. There you go. Finally giving her the baby that Malfurion never could. <laughs> you know, it's about time. Burn. Hey, 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 hey. Shade. No. The they, shade. They adopted freaking oh, Sandy D. Shandris. Herself, little Shandris. Yes. Right? They were like, hey, we're going to. Hey, Sandy. Sandy D. She's a little. She's a little. She's a little rambunctious. A little rambunctious. So, you know. We, we, she, she's got her hands full. Man. They adopted her at like 15. You know how that is. When you're adopting someone at like 15 years old, oh, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with, especially when, when daddy's sleeping a lot. He's 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 He works nights. And when I say he works nights, he sleeps constantly, like the thousands of years. So that was all on Taronda. And I mean, yeah. The worst father not named Hellscream in history. I mean, it really is bad. <laughs> where is it? Where is this guy? All this stuff is going on. What's he doing? Nowhere. Never anywhere to be seen. <laughs> that guy. Terrible. Just, he's just sleeping. He's, he's, re- he's really sleepy. Sleeping at the sleep at the switch. That's what he is. It's just it's terrible, this guy. Unbelievable. All this stuff is going on. This girls like getting into fights at the bar and like trying to cut this other chick's neck. <laughs> Took a holy power to like keep her from getting thrown in the clink overnight. And like, where is he? Nowhere. He's at home watching a race getting drunk. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> That's Malfurion. That's our boy. <laughs> like, literally, the most powerful <laughs> druid in the world. And he's just like, I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, tired of doing jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So, so we're like, okay, could be a Teenage Dragon Isles. It might be a Tree. It might not, whatever. What's going on in the Dragon Isles that's so special that you Sarah's all like, oh, we can use this, use this seed in the Dragon Isles. Like, why? Do we have any predictions on that? Because there's Titan Watchers up there, and they're just like, hey, what is going on, everybody? We're, like, really old. We've been around for a long time. You know what's going on? Uh, we've been here since the beginning. So you guys remember old gods? They're spooky. Spooky, man. You don't want no old gods. I'm just I'm just saying. You don't want none of that. So uh, you want to grow a big tree? Those big trees do deal with uh, old gods. I don't freaking know. I'm, I'm just talking on my ass <laughs> right now. <laughs> you are, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Literally, I got This is amazing. Know. <laughs> it's got to be something like that though right titan watchers special energy someone's got the juice then you can turn it on now that the now stony tony did his gig and turned the juice back on and now now it's flowing it's got to be something like that right like, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the the crime committed against the night elves it still has never been made right you can find all those souls you can do all that kind of stuff but the fact is is that they're nomads they have no home Right, you know, yeah. not not the real one. So this is the the closest option that you have. I mean, how much? I don't know. We'll get to this, but how much time do we all spend making you know uh, the 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 forsaken city habitable? Right. So the ledger's got to get balanced here, and it just makes sense. And they can call it whatever they want: magical energies, pr- dragon, pr- draconic protection. Stony <laughs> Tony's gonna stand sentinel watch, whatever. But it just, it makes a lot of sense that this would be a place where they could find that. Although an interesting juxtaposition between having this land as it's going to be presented to us. And then now you're going to have this entire influx of another race come to this place that they've never been before. And holy Lord, are there lots of historical stories about people being transplanted to other lands? And how has that gone? And depending on which direction (laughs) they want to send that into, that could be a whole other Friggin' thing, but um, I hope it works out well. Yeah, long yeah. suffering that group, but I hope it's I hope it's a, a welcome thing. Yeah, yeah. Going back to like like you mentioned with Shadowlands, you just like take it or leave it. You put it on the shelf, move it along. Let's let's do the thing. It feels like Shadowlands and this nine two five stuff. If we're just gonna get a little meta for a moment, it feels like Stevie D and his crew are doing their damnedest to be like, all right, well. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Obama when he came into office in the, in the middle of the 2008 housing crisis and just like everything was going to crap. It's like, yay, I inherited this mess. And this is what it feels like Stevie D is walking into with the Warcraft lore community. It's like, neat. Yeah. Neat. All right, everybody. Yep. Let, let's come up with our best way to make it look like we're not cleaning up, but we're 100% totally cleaning up. Like, <laughs> We're going to use ropes. <laughs> yep. That's I mean, what it, it feels it, like here. Whereas, it, like, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it feels pretty obvious like, that this is what they want to do. And they're not really hiding behind it. You look at all the interviews they gave, what, month or two months or three months yeah. ago or whatever that was. And it, it, it very clearly feels like they're saying, okay, that happened. Now let's just close the door on this overstuffed room and just never speak of it again. And then now we're going to just use the rest of the house which is going to look great. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. So we're going to leave that overstock.com room. Just, just, nope. We're just not going to open that door. Don't open it again. Don't nope. do it. Don't do it. Is he going to find a bunch of shit from Amazon that you bought that you didn't remember? And you're like, wait, why did I buy this? <laughs> and then you're going to have 10 podcasts going, I'm going to devote myself to this subject and drive people crazy. <laughs> yes. And just like that. And that's it. Just like that's, that. That's it. That's, that's it. So, yeah. I, I think they are trying to, in the in the immortal words of Bob Seger, they're trying to turn the page. So there you go. That's, and so. that's what they're doing. That song is stuck in my head the rest of the night now, and I'm okay with this. Hey, you can so. listen to the Metallica version, too. They're both great. <laughs> they're both great. great. Both great. Both good. So, really quick, referring to that Return to Lord on storyline that Berserker mentioned. It is a very long storyline. Lots of subs to it. Lots of scenarios. I'm going to try to compartment just compact it into a little little shell there. So we get called to see Kalia. We go to Brill. Now, if you're a lion, it's like the three of us. You put on a disguise. Gen asks you to basically spy on the Forsaken, see what they're up to. Now, Swans is gone. If you're a horde, Kalia asks you herself to join her and Brill in order to help the Forsaken get stuff going. So we can see how some members of the Forsaken are still feeling Kalia out. Some straight up hate her because she's a Menethil. Some think she represents the alliance. Uh, Lillian Vox is like, I'm just going to try to give her a chance to talk. It's, it's fine. So meanwhile, poor Callie is just trying desperately to fit in. She doesn't know where she belongs. She's like undead, but she's raised by life. She's like, I don't know where I belong. So, but Lisa Lillian Voss is at least giving her a chance. We meet up with Master Apothecary Fernell, who is working on some Plague Eaters. We get like a little mini Plague Eater. It's a cool thing. We get sent to Maldraxxus with a tiny little Plague Eater to get some help from good old Plague Divisor, Marileth, who is awesome. And we get to work with building this Plague Eater's ability. We return to Brill, blah, 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 blah. Bombing run. Things happen. Surface level cleared. Not understood yet, but at least we're, they're on the way. We helped. We did a good thing. There's a couple things I want to bring attention to, though. So we get an interesting conversation between Margrave Sindane and Kalia, which I think is worth hearing again as it helps us kind of understand how Kalia might be feeling going into Dragonflight. And there's a clip for that. Before I take my leave, Margrave, may I speak to you concerning the nature of Undeath? You will find no one with greater knowledge on the subject than I, mortal. Proceed. The Forsaken were raised through necromancy. And this shared origin has provided them a sense of unity. I, however, was raised by the light. That difference has caused me to wonder if I can ever truly find a place among them. Necromancy is the art of animating unliving flesh. Here in Maltraxis, we use the magic of death to accomplish our craft. But whether these rituals are empowered by death, or light, or any other magic, necromancy is necromancy. You perceive a difference where there is none, child. Then perhaps I have found my purpose. Thank you, Margrave. Your perspective has been a great help. I just want to point out, hey, Kalia, did you not read your spell descriptions? Because Cure Wounds is also considered a necromancy spell. Just so you know. So I'm just saying. Bring a little D&D &D 5e in here. So 
that that, that is a necromancy spell. <laughs> like really? Nice. Really? Yeah. You're that confused? Come on. It's the same thing. Well, I mean, if you consider it, I mean, okay, you're not wrong. I know you're being silly, but you're you're right. But really, think about like she gets all this silly. outside. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> she brings it like she gets all this outside influence of all these people. I mean, we see it throughout the entire scenario of like what all these other forsaken think about her. Like, of course, she's going to struggle to figure out where she fits and whatnot. And I thought this was just a great conversation. And it's worth bringing attention to because it kind of, you know, I have a feeling it's going to play into things going to Dragonflight. I, I don't know. What, what, you guys have any thoughts on this little, little conversation? Margrave Sindane has amazing enunciation. If you go Does. back and, and listen to that, yeah. just, 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 oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, clearly for Kalia, right? It's fitting in. Right, like it's you know what do what do people think about me in this situation? Because uh, much like Roman Reigns, if you uh, watch uh, any wrestling, which I don't, if uh, sure there don't. was a there's a there's a guy Roman <laughs> Reigns uh, who was forced upon the uh, WWE universe as a champion, and he wasn't ready, and people didn't like it, but they were force fed it and they hated it more. And then things kind of happen more naturally, and I think it's become more accepted over time. It's the best example I can think of this. And this is kind of like the same thing. It's like, well, as soon as as soon as Kalia came into the fold, right? The book happens. We got Kalia. She's raised into undeath by the light. Immediately, people are like, oh, this is the new leader of the Force Hacking, and I don't like it. And they get into, you know, conniption fits over the whole thing. And so, again, going very meta on all of this, right, is trying to answer these complaints and trying to say like hey undeath is undeath doesn't matter how it happens but it happens and here we are and yes her brother was horrible but that's that's not her right i mean i mean how how fair is that if we're all going to be open-minded and accepting and all of these things she wasn't even connected she had nothing to do with it. she suffered too like she's also a victim of these things and to try to heap any of that onto her is it's also not right. So it's trying to put this situation into a better light. It feels like for her going forward, it's like, hey, I am now part of this. Let's all be okay with this and let's move on. Like we've now addressed it. This is the situation again. Either you buy it or you don't, but this is what it is. And let's go. Let's move on because now we got more stories to tell, more things to do. And I'm sure we'll explore it later when she marries Anduin or whatever. But, you know, we'll 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 come back to it then whenever we have to. Yeah, I honestly think you bring up a great point because now I didn't connect it to the WWE or whatever with the Roman friends <laughs> or whatever like you did. I know you've got at least a couple listeners out there that are probably screaming, that's not right. But, uh, you know, it's the best honestly, thing. As you described it, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, this feels. They did the same with Jinder Mahal, but he didn't come back as champion again. I don't think. I'm, I'm just, I, I, was, <laughs> I was listening to all this. I'm just like, this is so right, because Kali was introduced and there was a there was there was a vocal a vocal group, yeah, primarily horn players of like, I hate it, I don't know why, but I hate it. Okay, it's just like, she, no, 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 <laughs> and I was just like, I, I don't, I don't. Can you just take tone it down? All right, tell me why. You don't like her, and they they never could. It's just like something about it just felt like it wasn't earned, like like the room, like you mentioned. So it was just like, no, we're just gonna put her in place, and she's in charge, and da 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 da. And I get it. I mean, it's just like it's like this whole 
almost like, oh, we're Americans. We don't like monarchies and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't freaking know. But some about Calia just rubbed everyone the wrong way. Well, at least half the population the wrong way. The other half was just like, we're play, we play alliance. We don't give a crap what's going on over there. <laughs> it's because she's pretty. They always hate the pretty ones. Uh, yeah. You know, she doesn't have her <laughs> jaw falling off and like half a elbow sticking out of where like her knee should be. And she's like, you know, got all her parts and pieces in the right place, theoretically. Yeah. And so, you know, I think there's just a lot of immediate. You haven't earned it. You know, you haven't earned it because you're not ugly. You retained all your good looks, and that's horrible. There's no Botox for us. <laughs> Whatever it wind up being, and that may be it. It's just, I always thought the Kalia hatred was was very weird. Like, yeah. super weird, but I was just Agreed. like, eh, whatever. Doesn't affect me. I don't give a crap because I'm now play Forsaken, never will play Forsaken. Uh, I, Well, I mean. I mean, maybe I'll play for Zaga now. They have now. the best dance, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they do get the heavy metal thrash dance, which is great. That one is pretty awesome. It's true. You know, yeah. it, it does hurt me. It, it is literally okay. the only dance that has ever caused someone to, like, break something on stage at BlizzCon. Why we don't have the beloved dance contest anymore at BlizzCon. And my <laughs> wife is very upset about that because it was the Aww. only thing I could get her to watch. <laughs> I feel so bad for him too. He literally like broke his ankle or something like on stage. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. It's so bad. Oh well. They should bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, especially for when the, the goblin dance came out. Oh man, there was some great female goblin dances. That was so good. I was loving that. I was like Have we seen the Drakthir dances yet? I don't know. Let's log into Alpha. We all got it, right? Let's do it. Ooh. <laughs> so the answer is no. I'll check it out tomorrow. Your privilege is showing, sir. <laughs> we podcast. Careful. We got podcasts, of course. We have podcasts. Influencer scout. Hey, we have 50 episodes of a podcast. We deserve Alpha access. <laughs> You're a real podcaster now. <laughs> Yep. Soon you're going to be hawking a manscaper on Twitter and the, and then your dark side transformation will be complete. So we, we already got an email from manscaping. I just never responded. I was like, you're, you're not going to. Did we actually get we one? We did. Yeah, so. <laughs> see, I haven't even got. See, this is, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> nobody, nobody listens to my show. I can't even get the fucking manscape guys to listen to my show. Listen, I'll I'll save my balls for a $20 gift card or whatever. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> I'll plug it. Manscaper 4.0, Unshackled Fury. <laughs> I think it's time to move Ooh. to the next clip. All right. How about that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we probably should. Yes. So, <laughs> because Berserker Pro. Jin, um, horror players actually get an extra cinematic, which takes place in the Lord on Throne Room between Kalia and Lillian Voss. And considering that the three of us are Alliance players, plus the cinematic is actually pretty interesting, I thought we'd give it a listen. So we're going to listen to it now while these two break. Within this hall, we shared ceremonies, celebrations, and tragedy. I loved my family, and on one fateful day, I lost them all. 
Now I am all that remains of the once proud Menethil line. The last heir to a legacy that ended in shame. So you ran away from the pain. I did too. But it was only when I stopped running that I understood. Those people out there, they're my family now. But will they ever truly accept me, bearing a name forever stained by a brother's sins? Just as these flagstones are stained by my father's blood. We are all the same here, Kalia. Seeking our place, despite everything we've lost. But it's a long road, and we will need your help. Then, let us find our place, together. As Forsaken. Oh boy, it reminds me of high school. That's what it sounds like to me. That's like, it's like, I got the name of Minithil. It's like, yeah, I got the same last name I got as my brothers. And everyone's expected me to be amazing at football, but I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> that's what it, that, that's where I resonated right there. I, I don't know if you guys had that same weird touching moment like I did. I was like, I get you, Kalia. I get you. <laughs> I was the better athlete. I didn't have that problem. But yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I'm doing a World of Warcraft podcast. Of course, I'm not the better athlete. Well, you know, not everybody can throw the football over those mountains. I cannot. Sweet Uncle Rico. Um, yeah. It's, it's again, it's kind of wrapping up that same topic from earlier of we're all in this together. Like let's let's not find these artificial divisions. Like we got bigger things to do and bigger problems to address. So let's just deal with it because it can be a little heavy. I feel like sometimes right now in Warcraft, where everybody's dealing with trauma and we're all trying to sort through it. But I think we also very meta are also trying to sort through all of the trauma of living through the times that we live in, which for us are unprecedented. Anybody unprecedented been alive times. in the last hundred years? So, you know, I'm not saying that World War is, is any easier because it's not. But, man, there's a lot to deal with right now. And so also sort of parroting that journey via these characters. Eh, maybe there's a certain catharsis in it. But very clearly they're trying to drive a stake in that. No pun intended that this is this is it. Let this be a dead issue. We're all in this. Let's go. We got stuff to do. We got a people to build. Maybe literally let's do it. Let's go. I, lo I love the cinematic. I love that now, like, they're going to move forward together. Not the, oh, are you forsaken or not? Oh, oh. like, they're, they're moving on. Let's Quit move on. And I love that. Yeah, right. Just, just, just <laughs> let them all in. Who gives a shit? You, I mean, you don't have any Valk here. You don't have any other way to raise these people. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work now. I guess Callie's going to do it with the light. I don't know. I didn't yeah. pay attention. So speaking of gatekeeping, I was just like, I, I appreciate that. As you mentioned, it's like no more gatekeeping, no more gatekeeping. Because I am also a member of a community that that I would like to say all other communities should model. Like we should we should all come together as the same community it is, which was the Avatar The Last Airbender community. 
right? <laughs> so I have had a tattoo, an Avatar The Last Airbender tattoo since 2006, right? The show was still in the air. You know, Legend of Korra hadn't even come out yet. I'm already like tattooed. The freaking, I met the freaking creators of Avatar The Last Airbender at freaking Comic-Con. If you're talking about someone who could gatekeep, I could straight up be like a gatekeep. Ah, you're not a real Avatar last year, but a friend. <laughs> and then, like two years ago, Netflix brought Avatar The Last Airbender back. Because y'all don't necessarily remember, but it was originally on Netflix. But they brought it back like two years ago. And they're like, hey, it's back. And there was like this huge resurgence. And you know what the Avatar The Last Airbender community did? Good. Bring it all in. This is an amazing show. Everyone should watch it. This is fantastic. The more fans, the merrier. Come on, everybody. The, the freaking water's fine. This is fantastic. You like Uncle Iroh? We love Uncle Iroh, too. Uncle Iroh is the absolute best. Top tier. He is the yeah. uh, chef's kiss of all characters. If I had an uncle like Uncle Iroh, I would... I'm just saying, I would have been able to make it through my trauma a little bit easier if I had an Uncle Iroh <laughs> in my life. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, no. down with the gatekeepers. Get, get all that crap out of there. We don't need any of that. So the fact that, you know, straight up Lillian Voss. So, so bring him back. Let's bring him back. Bring him back to World of Warcraft. So the, when Lillian Voss was like, hey, I have my same issues too. Do you know what the Scarlet Crusade is? Right? That was a me. Okay. Woohoo. Like, like it's a me. Scarlet Crusade. Right? I, I <laughs> hated the Forsaken. That was my entire identity. I had an entire identity surrounded by, I do not like the Forsaken. Hey, hey, look at me. What am I now? I'm Forsaken. This is my family now. This is how we have to move past. We have, we, we exist, right? So we have to move past it. So that's why I was like, this is amazing. I like this. It's fantastic. So yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. I like Lily say, I mostly in this freaking thing. I, I don't remember that character from Avatar, but I know James Cameron is like making more of those movies. So, you know, we definitely want <laughs> to make sure Avatar. that like. It's the blue people. one, not the arrow one. We get the, oh, it's shit. the blue arrow. Sorry. It's the blue arrow. Sorry. Not the, not the. Jen might kick you off the show now. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, hey. it's, it's been nice seeing hey. you. <laughs> you might actually. I saw that movie in the theater in 3D. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And then someone told me it was, it was a ripoff of Pocahontas, and I was like, shit, it kind of is. <laughs> and a ripoff of, uh, you know, Dances with Wolves. I mean, what a listen. That ain't nothing original anymore. <laughs> so I'll get true. over it. It's true. Past. I got over it really fast. I was like, this is kind of a fun movie. I saw it in 3D. It was great. <laughs> Nothing's been original since the guy in the second cave drew the same thing. Let's <laughs> just get over it and keep going. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, Homer in the Odyssey is he's 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 suing Blizzard at this point. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Old Brother for our day? Oh my god. That no. movie is actually really good. Not like one it. original thought in the whole thing. <laughs> oh. Terrible. I still, I still like it. I don't care. It's good. It's so good. It's so good. It's, it's so good. good. God, I need to watch that. Anyways, all I, I just wanted to bring attention to that cinematic because only horror players get to see it. And so in preparing for these show notes, I actually watched that for the first time. Like, this is a great cinematic. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a shame that only horned players see it. So, so uh, I just want to point out, see, I, I played through this like when first when 925 launched and I thought for sure I didn't get to see it because the world servers were crashing. 
I thought I missed a quest. Because I followed them in there, and literally the world servers just fell to crap. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I missed the cinematic. Oh, crap. And then I watched it on YouTube, and I was like, all right, the world is good again. And then I was like, what happened? And then I was like, oh, never mind. It's just horrid. <laughs> okay. I followed them, too. Yeah. I was disappointed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. If you were like me and you were like, what happened? That's what happened. You're not horde. Yeah. I don't know. This is shameless because I know I do this on my show every episode when this stuff comes out. But every time they put out one of these cinematics, whatever kind of quality it is, they always get better. They're just getting better and better and the smoother. The CGI and sm- for this was just phenomenal. It's it's now they're tracking like the mouth movements better and so it like yeah. looks like they're actually saying the things that they're saying and the way that they move and even that in between sort of animation style that they do it just they keep raising the bar and yep. every time I'm like ah this is amazing and then I look back three expansions and I go I thought that was amazing now this is amazing and yeah, who knows what it's, it's so gonna good. be like in you know 13.0 Dragonflight Electric <laughs> Boogaloo or whatever but it's it's gonna be amazing <laughs> Yeah. Uh, every single time I look at one of these cinematics like this, I always think back of uh, a cinematic that I was just, I was like, oh, this is the greatest cinematic. Ah, so good. It's the Mr. Pandaria cinematic at the end of Siege of Ogamar. And you had, yeah. and you had Anduin. Father, how are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, you watch that now and you're like, ooh, that doesn't look good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very look good though. He's he still Therian holds up. Always looks good. Very always right. look good. True. It's true. Therian Therian sexy scar. You you put a scar on your face like that. You always look good. That's why every single role player ever, their first character has a has a scar above their left eye. Like mm. that's what that's what happened. Just boop right there. <laughs> I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> and this is no shame if you did this when you were a teen. When, I did it too. My first character that I created a role-playing on a freaking role-playing forum had a scar on his left eye. And I'm, hey, I did it too. Don't feel ashamed. It's fine. We all did it. We all did it. Still do it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know why? Because scars are cool. Chicks dig them. Ask Allie. She'll tell you. They're cool. They're pretty cool. Depends (laughs) on the story behind them. Depends on the story behind them. Just, Just saying. A bucket fell on me at Home Depot is not the same as I got in a like a raging bar fight with True. David Lee Roth. But then I'll appreciate yeah. it because it means maybe you're as klutzy as I am, and it's, it's cool, so <laughs> it's fine. A bucket of nails fell on me out behind the lows. <laughs> I've got these like little pockmark things. Oh, no. That's so what cool. What were you Tell doing behind more. lows is what I want to know. What but anyways, doing? Oh. <laughs> we're going to move on. We're going to move on now. <laughs> All right, before Allie breaks again. Next up, we have a quest for the Blood Elves. We get... See, we're moving on. It's fine. We get a glimpse of what is happening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore either. My So my guildies were over this weekend, right? We had our game night and stuff. We actually were doing World of Warcraft trivia, which we've had this little trivia, like, Trivial Pursuit Warcraft box for years. And we haven't had any Warcraft players to play with. So it's great. It's great. I got the biggest case of the giggles ever to the point that I couldn't read questions anymore. 
and had to give it to my husband to read because I, I, I broke and I just the giggles hit me really hard. And I mostly shared that story so I could stop myself because I was about ready to get into that mode too, in which, in which case poor Berserker would be stuck here for like three hours with us. It's, it's fine. So we're going to move on <laughs> for reals without me giggling because we have a quest line to talk about and I'm not going to look at Jen because he will break me. We can, <laughs> we're going to look at what is going to happen now because there is no Lich King to keep the Scourge in check. Helm Domination, Reforged by the Primus and Crown of Wills, blah, blah, blah. Pelagos Arbiter dude has it now. But now the Helm of Domination is broken, the Scourge and Az are also just, they're just running amok. They seem to be performing an organized attack. At least they think it's an organized attack on Tranquillin. And no, I don't want to perform updates now. Thank you, Bitdefender. Um, for the sake of time, it has been decided that they have to take care of the Scourge themselves because it would take too long before the Horde to arrive. So that means Lady Liadrin is, you know, talking to Lorthamar and... So, so Salandria and Aethys Sunreaver and Blood Elves and stuff. And, and they're telling the Silvermoon trainees to jump in and help. And apparently it's a shocking amount of Scourge and no one knows who's actually controlling them or, you know, at least organizing them. And then we get San Lan by the name of Vorath who shows up, except like he keeps like cheating death when people try to stop him. Leadrons get pissed off. And so she has players get a special weapon and power and bash in Maldraxxus and do things and stuff. So when you bring it back to the Dead Scar and cut through like a whole bunch of those Scourge, you kill him. It's great. And then you fight Vorath, use the weapon to keep him from rezzing after he's killed. Kill him. The Scourge is scattered. And then those players are rewarded with the Blood Knight cosmetic for the, you know, the Blood Elf Paladins and a mount. Now, what I want to know is, see, at this point, I mean, we've, we've been kind of told no one's controlling the Scourge. And then we get this, this you know, whole quest line where they're, you know, they were organized and someone's controlling them. And then they're, now they're scattered again. So how do we think this might tie into Dragonflight? Do we have any thoughts on that? The scattered scourge running amok. The scattered scourge running amok is, I, I, I get it. We'll, we'll deal with those as we deal with those. There's actually one character in this whole 925 thing that I feel like we're, we're missing right here. And that is the person that we're running around with. And they're like helping us. And that is Solyndra, the paladin. And she's like, hey, I'm a new recruit. I'm great. I'm like, hey, Lady Leadrin. Wow, I'm going to help out the play. Well, if you don't know, Solyndra goes all the way back to Burning Crusade. She's been there since Burning Crusade with freaking Children's Week. All right. It's true. It's true. This is the same character. Well, it's the same name. We haven't had any confirmation from Blizzard yet, but it is the same character, well, from the same name anyways, again, that if you were to take this blood elf orphan to the uh, freaking Caverns of Time, Nas Dormu stand in whatever their freaking dude is, I don't freaking know, basically it was like, because a bunch of bronze dragons were going to like take one look at Solyndra and we're going to like attack her. And then the freaking Nazdormu, not Nazdormu, whatever, whoever is sitting there in the middle says, whoa, 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 it's, this isn't minority report. Okay, now we can't be, we can't be judging people for things that they haven't done or have, or will do or blah, blah, blah yet. At least allow them to commit the crime before you make them do the time. All right. All right. Okay. Tom Cruise ain't here right now. So uh, that's that's what I'm kind of curious about. Like the fact that they managed to pick up that freaking thread from like all the way back 
then and possibly drop it out on us and 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 also the fact that the community picked up on it i was like wow wow impressive community because even this dork did not notice that so yeah does it have any dragonflight tie-ins yeah i I think the biggest one is going to be possibly the bronze dragonflight because we don't really know what the bronze dragonflight has been up to really at all i mean other than in what was it legion that we had the death of crummy scenario that we were trying to figure all that out and we don't really know so i don't know like maybe maybe solyndra's gonna pop up with some kind of freaking quest or something like that dealing with the bronze or not bronze i don't freaking i don't know but yeah some type of bronze dragonflight tie-in is my guess is where i'm going yep all right i was hoping for uh a little more Bolvar Red Dragon interaction action stuff going on, but I don't I don't think I'm gonna get that wish. I, I feel like Bolvar fulfilled the uh, I think it was described as the Magni of the expansion role, and that was fine. But I mean, he exists as he is because of the Red Dragon flight, and so there's also like him being a nexus between the Scourge and that flight and so i was kind of hoping there'd be a little more of something there and maybe there could be but that would be my long shot guess if there's something that's in there and then he and he and his daughter can have some baby bonding time while they slaughter scourge or something that'd be fun i like this i like this a lot it's good yep good yeah i i don't know like i expected more from the whole oh like no one's there to control the scourge anymore, but that also could be my uh, Wrath of Lich King bias talking, maybe, to be honest. So it was kind of a bummer when it was all of a sudden like, oh, we're going to learn about the scourge and what happens now that they're not being controlled. But only if you're, you know, a certain Blood Elf player, in, in which case you're going to find out about it on YouTube and while while editing stuff. So, a random um, podcast. Yeah. That's true. Hi. Hi, we're here. Yes, that's why we're here. <laughs> um, so I, I want there to be something with the whole um, this, more of the scourge aspect of this and to see what happens now with them because it used to be a big deal that, you know, the Lich King was holding back scourge. So I don't know what it's going to be and I want to know. I also don't know what it's going to be, but I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know, like, Solyndra is gonna, like, kill Medivh or some crap. Like, I don't know, it's gonna be something wacky like that. Ooh. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, I thought Medivh was dead. He's like, well, he he rejoined the legends of the past or something like that. That's what he said at the end. And I don't friggin' know. And then at the friggin', you know, the Legion Karazhan thing, Medivh was kind of like, hey, I'm kind of still here. Ha ha ha. Right. Who friggin' knows what's gonna happen? I don't... I don't know. It'd be great if Medivh just came back. That'd be good. I'd like that. I would love that. And, and it is kind of nice to see how, you know, if if it is true, which I'm sure it is true that this is, you know, the little little chick from Children's Week, like, see him actually grow up and do, to do something else now, like, that's kind of cool. But also, I kind of expect Children's Week next year to be different because it'd be weird, like, if this kid's all grown up and doing stuff... But in Children's Week, which they haven't changed in forever, the kid, little kid version of the, this girl, like th- this woman, like doing stuff, little kid again. I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, um, let's move on to the last little bits. We can, you know, start in this show here. 
getting, getting a little long. So last but not least, just really, really quick. Workers in the main cities, something's going on, kind of. As a vendor in the mage quarter of the southwest of southwest. Wow. Stormwind for the Alliance and one in the value strength for the Horde. Both vendors have silly little quests for you to do. Blah, 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 blah. When all is done, you see the workers are building something. And in both, you know, or an alliance territory. Do we have any predictions on what that could be? So the last time I did this in uh, any kind of World of Warcraft setting, they were building a tournament ground. They're building a tournament ground. Right. It's, a, it's the new Quidditch uh, freaking equivalent stadium. Yep. That's it. Mm. Boom. Quidditch. Or Quidditch. Well, anybody that's in the know knows one thing about dragons. You know what that one thing is? I'm going to let everybody in on a secret if you don't. Dragons love tacos building a Taco Bell. I like this. I believe it. World of Warcraft needs more corporate sponsors. I see this. It's been a long time since that Mountain Dew and I got that robot deal. And now... I That's need, true. That was a I, lot of fun. I need some Baja Blast and a, and a st- grilled stuffed burrito and a, and a Mexican pizza deal. Come on, let's oh, go. Oh, Mexican pizza's back, baby. Look it up. Oh, it's so good. Nacho fries. Oh, nacho oh the nacho fries are so good. Yeah. Oh, Mexican pizza. That's the sad thing. Dang it. Mexican pizza is like sold out everywhere. They're like, oh, you guys love it so much. You bought them all. Bought all the Mexican pizzas. I was like, welcome to Warcraft. Taco Bell edition. Let's go. Come on. I feel like I need to go to Taco Bell tomorrow now. All right, then. <laughs> I, I know I've seen the background of some streamer setups, and there's a lot of Baja Blast and some other shit back there. So let's not <laughs> pretend like you don't already have a, a built-in loyalty right there. So <laughs> Absolutely true. true. It's true. Just saying. Yep. Well, before we start wrapping everything up, do you guys have anything else you would like to add to anything ever? I my biggest ad is I I didn't think I was gonna be like wow I really resonate and I really like like I I, I, I relate to Cali and Minithil here like I didn't think I'd be like wow that is me that's how I feel but no it's me me and Cali right there me and her because it's like like I went and walked into high school they're like oh you you're the same as your brothers and I was like yeah I'm the same last name you bitch like. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm not them. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out for me the same way as it did for my for them. So it's like, yeah, I get that. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're talking about trauma and stuff like that with like Anduin and Sylvanas, and then it's like, so yeah, sure, Jin could talk about his trauma too. Say, so, hey, everybody, what's going on with my trauma? Yeah, we'll just lay it down here. Hey, hey, this is like a weird form of therapy. What's going on? Hey. Hi. <laughs> this is this is the live part of the live laugh floor. There's there's some <laughs> of it in here. Yeah. It sneaks right. its way in here. It does. It absolutely does. What you gotta do? Sometimes sometimes you live. Sometimes you laugh. Sometimes you lore. I mean, you know that's that's it's how, true. It's true. That's how you, that's how you do it. That's right. <laughs> and then sometimes you eat pray love or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> And then you eat tacos. It's at, fine. Ta- at Taco Bell, that's right. <laughs> right. Mexican pizza. We go full yeah. circle. Boom. <laughs> I think uh, since, since we're here, since we're talking about living, I think the only uh, I think the only thought that I have at the moment about all of this, just going forward, is I think one of the things that 
all of us can relate to, right, is is going through a journey on a story and finding that character that you really resonate with. And like, that's the hook that pulls you through the story as you go. Like, it's important to pay attention to all the other stuff. But there's one character in particular that hooks you in emotionally and gives you like a good chunk of that ride through that character. And I know for me, I'm having a hard time right now because I don't connect with anybody. Now, you killed my heroes and my brother uh anduin is gone and so it's it's kind of like watching from a thirty thousand foot view of everything that's going on and so i'm really looking forward to dragonflight and meeting those new characters right and trying to find for myself like who's gonna be that hook who's gonna be that character that i'm like all right i'm gravitating towards this over here and that's the lens through which my like emotional viability runs through this expansion and so i'm i'm Curiously optimistic, because uh, usually I'm like, ah, fuck it. they killed Varian and uh, everybody else is dead to me, so it's not going to matter. Um, but I, I am waiting for that hook because I would like that. Because otherwise, you know, you feel kind of detached. Right now, right. they need us to be invested in this more now than ever after everything that has happened. So uh, I look forward to meeting all of our new friends in the Dragon Isles. And hopefully there's somebody out there that wants to be my new bestie. Stony Tony. Stony Tony. <laughs> Could happen. You never know. Perfect boyfriend. He, he never talks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on what the boyfriend's saying, really. Because I like talking. Communication's important. It is We talk important. about that on this show. Communication's important. Very it's true. Yep. Well, I think the show's gone on long enough. Has it? It has been... It has been a blast. Sorry. But I know the three of us, and we can keep going for quite a while if we let it. Hey, Allie, would you so, say it's been a hey, Baja hey, blast? I would ah! say it's been a Baja blast. <laughs> Jink cracked himself up with that. It's ridiculous. It was great. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that we, we have some patrons to thank. <gasps> we do. We have some patrons to thank. So I just want to say a huge freaking thank you. Huge freaking thank you. Because, oh, wait, I have a script that I was going to say. Hold on, everybody. Back it up. Back it up for a second. Back it up. This is what we're going to do. Here it is. That's right. It is the part of the show where we have a quick thank you for all the patrons that support us and keep the show going. If you would like us to join their ranks, you can support the show by going over to patreon.com slash live laugh lore that's not confusing right if the show is live laugh lore you go to patreon.com slash live laugh lore beautiful that's what you do it's fantastic you can join the ranks and be like wow 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 here everybody here's some money that's what you do apparently you have to make that noise too i think that's what happens when you click the link i i distinctly requested it i don't know if they i don't know if the engineers over there at patreon.com added it in but i was like it was a feature request i was like can you like make a pow pow but i don't know <laughs> let me know patrons if, if they added it in so speaking of adding it in there is a brand new patron that i would like to say a huge thank you to that is daniel d daniel dupree oh what's going on danny what's going on danny danny d hey if stevie d gets it you get it too, Dandy D. How you doing? <laughs> so I just want to say a big thank you. And also, I have to say, Jynamit, Jynormists, I can't talk. Bourbon. Can't talk. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to, hey, Allie tried to explain to me how I'm going to say this. So I'm going to I'm gonna do my best. I'm going to do my best. Marjo Fichon. 
Marjo Fish. Oh, Marjo Fish. Marjo Fish. <laughs> That's a fail. But I'm going to say a big thank you to you because you're a top patron and you're amazing and you're fantastic and you're great in the Discord. So thank you. Ickis, how you doing, buddy? You're fantastic as well. Sarith, y'all moved in? Hmm? You, you good? Watch that Stranger Things? You get that Kleenex box? I know you did. It's good. It's oh. good. Stranger Things season four. <laughs> it's, it was rough. Yeah. All right. Nadoon. How you doing? How you doing? It's good. It's good. Kamari. Oh, you got that podcast going? You almost ready? Oh, I know you're almost there. All right. Pasta Matt. Ooh, I just, you know, I just made some lasagna the other day. So good. <laughs> hey, Mud. Congrats on the new job. It's coming along. Hey, what's going Yay. on, buddy? Chris Malore. Thank you so much. You're fantastic. Dungeon Master Burke. Hey, thanks for being an amazing Raymond. Because because you're awesome and it's it's True. great. And Dracoris, you're great too. So thank you, Dracoris. And there you go. That's it. That's all. The, that's all the top patrons. And, and Danny D is going to be joining the ranks because Danny D is amazing. And, and and they were like, you know what? I want to be top patron too. So there you go. You're gonna they're gonna join the ranks. That yep. That's what's happening. And I'm done. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our positive story, shall we? Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. This is just a short little one I found. Just really short. So most of the time, we get stories about, you know, Florida man. They're really stupid. We make fun of them. You know, whatever. I actually found a story of a Florida man doing a really kind thing that's not stupid and idiotic. So this story, you know, to... It doesn't actually share the name of said Florida man. However, it takes place inside a Waffle House, his favorite restaurant. When his mom passed away, her last three words to him were, love everybody. That's not three words. That's two words. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the story says. Hold on. Hold on. Florida public education wins again. (laughs) Granted, I was... everybody. (laughs) Yep. So, um, now maybe everybody. Def- oh. so maybe, maybe Florida man, maybe mama did write it as love and then every, and then a buddy. That's a different story. <laughs> Anyways, back to the kindness and positivity of this story. <laughs> this man, he hands out $1 and $5 bills, you know, not and, but or to people he meets in Waffle House. And each of those gets a note attached saying love everybody in honor of his mom and so since 2014 he has given more than 13,000 to just random strangers in the Waffle House with notes that say love everybody and there you have the love portion of live laugh lore boom except it's not love lore you get that little switcheroo there yeah it's a thing so I just thought you know because and it's just it's funny to make fun of you know Florida man and it's just nice to hear a good story about Florida man. So there you go. There's your story. Fantastic. That's that's beautiful. See, I, I went to Waffle House and this was in just was in Georgia, so it wasn't in Florida. So I'm just saying maybe every Waffle House is a little different. I'm just I don't necessarily see why that was your favorite restaurant from a, as a Californian. I'm like, but hey, to each their own. I'll just say to each their own. And you're you're an amazing individual if you're giving out one and five dollar bills to people just saying love everybody because I agree with that love everybody, L- yeah love everybody, be fantastic. So good job, Florida man, whoever you are. Sure, there you go. Sure. That's a lot of Waffle House. That is a lot. That of is a lot of Waffle House since 2014. <laughs> 
Well, um, speaking of loving everybody, Berserker, we love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show with us and having a great time. Well, thank you. Uh, I love you both as well. Obviously, uh, we've had a lot of fun on here. And uh, one, I can't believe that uh, people actually give you money for this. But, uh, you know, (laughs) congratulations (laughs) to all of the people that have parted with their hard-earned Waffle House money (laughs) to uh, help sustain this endeavor because it truly is a labor of love uh, for these two. And, uh, you know, second, the fact that you've built the community that you've built, it really is a testament to the both of you. And, uh, you know, the kind of the kind of vibe that you've created and the care that you put into the people who not just listen to the show, but, you know, interact and are part of the, the larger Warcraft community that we have. You know, it really is. Both of you should be commended on your dedication to that, because I think I technically have two discords and I don't do shit in them and nobody's in there. And I think you guys kind of come hey, in and I'm comment every sh- once in a while. In there. Sh- I, yeah, I know, too. I know, I know. You guys come in and comment every once in a while, and I kind of like I might drop like a like a gif in there or a gif, depending on what part of the world you're from. And you know that that might be all that happens from time to time. I'll post a new episode, but you know, you you two really put a lot of time and effort and dedication into making that happen. And I know the first time when I finally found out that you had a Discord, because somebody finally shared it with me, and then I got in there and I'm like, oh my God, look at what all is going on in here. This is, I'm not going to, I'll say it now, I didn't say it then. This is amazing and I'm super jealous because I don't have the time, dedication, or care about people enough to do this. And you two have done it brilliantly. And so, you know, kudos to you both and uh, congratulations on 50 amazing epic shows spreading the love of Warcraft and all our lore out there. We know, you know, you guys know a lot and and you're spreading it with the people. And that's important right now because we need people like yourself to to keep the good parts of the community vibing and growing and chasing out the darkness and the badness. And, you know, congratulations to you both. It's a great honor. Uh, to finally be here to have fun and to jam with you both uh, of course we do see each other out in the world and uh, in D&D and whatnot but to be here to be on this one a very special I'm very honored and uh, thank you both so uh, anybody that's listened to all of my nonsense here on this fine show today and they're like hey I want more of that you can find me on Twitter at Berserker Rage you can find my show Unshackled Fury at Unshackled underscore Fury on Twitter and you can just you know Find me out uh, in the uh, interwebs. I've got that podcast loaded up all over the place. And on a bonus roll productions where you can find other fine Warcraft programs uh, uh, that and, and others that might suit your interests. But uh, thank you both again and uh, congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. I was going to sit here and talk about how Berserker's a great friend and whatnot, but he's all breaking out all that kindness. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, fantastic. Well... I think there's no better time than to say bye-bye than to say bye-bye, everybody. Beefy episode. Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. 
You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>